Hey Ryan, I'm thinking of starting another podcast. Yeah, and what about? How to sell black market toenail clippings. It's going to be a hit. Why would... Never mind, never mind. I don't know who would listen to that, but more power to you. Only issue I'm having is uh, where to host it. I've tried different places. I've checked out uh, different hosting sites. All of the hosting sites cost money. And the few free ones that don't, they don't give you anything like listener views or geolocation, like where they're listening from. And on top of all that, I still need to make my own website. You do know with Fire Talk Radio, where our show's hosted at, we use Anchor.fm, right? Huh? It's great. It's free. You can see how many downloads each episode has, where people are listening from. That's Anchor.fm. That's right. You sent that to me. Well, do I still need to create my own website to uh, get it to, like, Apple and Stitcher? No, Anchor does that all for you. When you sign up with your email, it gives you everything you need to host your own show and podcast. It gives you the website. It gives you the RSS feed. It allows you to attach it to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other ones. Thanks, man. That makes things a ton easier. Now, can you take a look at this rash? I'm worried I have monkeypox. Uh, no, that's all you, man. That's a personal problem. So, what was that website again? Man, you got a, such a short attention span. I'll it's Anchor.fm. Either go on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. I'll just send you the link as a backup again. But check out Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight Fire Talk Radio brings to you episode fifty-two. Tonight, we will probably most likely be talking about Elon Musk and the takeover of Twitter and the bullshit among, among thieves and what Fetterman versus Oz and the great pile of shit war. Um, and then the New York State gotcha moments, and hopefully we'll see what happens with that and how Prime Minister of England quit after 45 days in office. This and more on Fire Talk Radio. This is Fire Talk Radio Podcast, and you can check us out on firetalkradio.com. You can email us at firetalknetwork at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 814-380-9820. You can always check us out live on YouTube and Rumble. Hit the like and subscribe button to find out when we go live. And subscribe to us on your favorites podcasting streaming platform i can only count to four i can only count to four i can only count to four i can only count to Hey, Ryan, did you know there's a cheer button? A what? Yeah, there's a cheer button. There. We have a cheer button. I just saw that. Yeah, for all those that want to know how we uh, do our show, we do it on Riverside.fm, and they give us all sorts of weird tools. <laughs> it's like constantly every time I look uh, in our uh, sound effects and our buttons thing, it 
there's always a new one in there. There's something I don't notice. It's it's great. Uh, by the way, welcome back. Uh, I'm Jason. That's Ryan. Uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks because it's the time of year. You know, it's fall time. It's hunting season. It's closing the cabin down. It's wrestling season start. Wrestling season started for me. So that means I am going to be so busy for the next like <laughs> four months. We'll, we'll, we're going to do our best to get them out weekly, if not bi-weekly. Um, right. Happens every year. So, And those that are with us, thank you for with us. And those that are listening to us on Pandora, good on you all. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's fabulous. And if you like our show, please hit the thumbs up there. I see those. Those are fantastic. Those help us. Um, and check it like the little ad at the beginning said check us out on youtube like and subscribe same thing with uh rumble like and subscribe um you'll know when we go live um because i oh whenever we do the show i always turn on the live stream not expecting anybody to be in there but i do appreciate i do notice if anybody is in there though um so if you ever see me look off if you're watching because i'm looking at the stream um it's been a hell of a two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So normally we, uh, you know, say, you know. Dude, we would have live streamed the gone. Friday. We would have live streamed the Friday that Elon Musk took over Twitter. Yeah. That was, that was fabulous. I mean, when he officially took over, he fired the CEO, the CFO, and the developer that did, made the decision to ban Donald Trump's account. It um, was it was great, uh, especially when uh, he fired. What was her name? Do you remember her name? The uh, the legal person that uh, you know, she's the one that uh, decided to ban his account. She's the one that decided to push for uh, January sixth uh, coverage. Yeah, she's the one that. Uh, blocked, uh, made the decision to block uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and uh, kick. Yeah, uh, I don't the New remember York her name, off. but it was fa- it was fantastic. Uh, hold on, I have it up right here in front of me. Um, CFO, uh, Ned Siegel is the CFO. Um, Oswali is the CEO. And then, you know what? I'm going to go on Twitter right now. And I bet if I go to libs of TikTok, there's some great videos to there too. Oh, I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. Um, what I thought was great is that he's bringing in Tesla's uh, development. Uh, there's there is developmental team in and froze all of Twitter's coding for the past 24 hours prior so he could actually go in there and see what their algorithms are and why they were, how they were doing what they were doing. And I think one, that will be great because what it will do is it will show, Hey, it wasn't us. It was always them being, being shady. Um, Jack Dorsey doesn't give a shit because he made almost a billion dollars out of the deal for the shares that he sold. Yeah. 
Oh, a lot of them made millions. Even the people that he fired made millions. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm looking. I have to scroll back way back in libs of TikTok, and uh, uh, to find libs of TikTok is another one that. How many times have they been banned on TikTok or on Twitter? You know, and then had to you know came back because. Lives of TikTok doesn't actually do anything. They literally repost what liberals post on social media. No, no, no. So I mean, um, so and then as of today, Donald Trump's account was reactivated. Um. Yeah, her name is granted. Vajay- yes, yes, it's true. Vajayjay, Vajaya. Vajayjay. Right. Yeah. Uh that's right. Uh yeah, the vagina woman. Her, fa- her face has been a, has become a meme. Uh <laughs> that cuz he was standing there and they were all standing around him and her face is just off to the side. She's like mean mugging Elon Musk. And I'm like, "Oh, that's a meme. That's going to turn into a meme." And yeah, it's become a meme. Um but I just think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, everyone thinks it's terrible that Elon Musk is taking over. I look at it this way. Elon Musk, he is more center. He's just over the line from the far left to the far right. He's kind of near the middle, which I don't have anything against. And all. granted, yes, in the past, he has said some things that you make you go, what? Right. But you know, everybody the, says things that make you go, "What?" The whole. But the that's whole, the here's thing. The, here's the thing with uh, with Twitter is the left's argument. They try to use the the um, free market argument against conservatives when conservatives say, "Listen, Twitter is um, attacking." and banning and shadow banning conservatives they're they're stifling free speech and the liberal argument is well it's a private company they can do what they want you know free speech is only for the government which yes legally it is that's the legal term of the first amendment is that the government can't stop free speech even though they notified twitter and facebook and all this stuff and threaten them um so so let's uh so then their argument uh now is you know with all of this is free speech is bad we can't have free speech on there and the conservative argument just basically turns it right around and says well if you don't like it create your own they did it's what tribal social (laughs) yeah that'll that'll bomb uh Um, that'll bomb worse than truth social truth social or parlor parlor was pretty bad no, um, no i'm nothing against parlor i mean yeah parlor it's so the thing is is true social parlor they're not bad they're not bad platforms the thing is is they came out late yeah and that's the hard part is you know it, it would be like trying to say you know what i have a billion dollars i'm going to create another news station uh, another cnn type of station fox news station you know, it's hard to break into it now because you have established, you have 
CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, uh, and then all of their 20 spinoffs. Yep. It's kind of the same thing with uh, social media. If you have social media that is basically scroll through social media, like Twitter, like Facebook, you have to compete with the people that have already established when there was none. You have to do something different. TikTok they, they need to bring back different. MySpace. I'll, I'll, I'd around. be all for MySpace returning. MySpace is still around. I mean, no, I mean, it, it is, but it's not the way it was. Uh, it's basically, you know, recording artists now. But yeah, so, but I mean. Recording artists. But if but, it goes back to the the social media walls, I'd fucking do it. I, I'd relearn HTML for that. <laughs> <laughs> Flashy walls that uh, give you uh uh, epilepsy when you spark a seizure, have page. to have a warning coming to my page may cause a seizure. Yes, enter at uh, your own risk. <laughs> epilepsy warnings. Uh, but okay, so let's back up here and talk about Twitter, Facebook, all of this. So, Facebook really became big around 2007, 2008. Yep. Um, it didn't have that much bearing on the 2008 elections outside of uh, Obama was one of the first presidential uh, candidates to use Facebook. That's how I first found out about him long before uh, anyone thought he was going to even win the primary. Uh, so cut to 2012 and... Facebook was regarded as one social media in general was regarded as the great equalizer because, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, pundits, a lot of uh, analysts see Facebook and Twitter as the reason that Obama got his second election because he was being outspent quite a bit by Romney and but because of social media, that was able to, you know, and they were able to zero in their ads and everything on certain demographics. So that was uh, um, social media, Facebook, Twitter primarily was being heralded as a great thing for democracy. It also, if you remember, the Arab Spring was uh, brought about because of social media. Um Ben Shapiro mentioned this earlier, and it I didn't realize it earlier this week, that prior to Facebook feeds and social media, when we say we get our news, where do you get your news? Well, I get most of my news from Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, but it's not that I get a from them. It's not Facebook putting it out. It's not what it was is if you do you remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and you wanted to look at those. You had, you know, the big news on TV, but then you had a list of bookmarks that every morning you would go to, you know, you'd have Drudge Report, you'd have uh, Hot Air, you'd have uh, uh, Breitbart, you'd have, you know, all of these Fox News, and you'd have them all in, in there, and you would go from one and read through it to the next, read through it to the next, read through it. Well, then they started yep. feeding all of that to Facebook. And rather than looking at each one individually, 
all of the news from them just showed up on my feed. Great. I didn't need to go anywhere. Um, early, don't forget, uh, Twitter was primarily, uh, uh, the reason it was 40 characters was because that was how many characters you had when you originally could text. So you texted what you were doing throughout the day. Hey, I'm at class. I'm doing this. Having fun at the beach, whatever it was. Um, and short little bursts that people could read on their computer. Then 2016 happened. And dear God, the worst God-awful thing in the world happened. Donald Trump got elected. And everyone's going, how could Donald Trump, this buffoon, beat the Clinton campaign uh, uh, machine? The Clinton machine, how could they do it? Besides the fact that Clinton was probably the absolute worst person in the world and everyone could see it. Oh, yeah. Because, look, I watched, when I was watching something earlier, they were talking about it with Wisconsin. Uh, Because Wisconsin had voted, had, Obama had won both times. And it got worse. Like, the state ended up, based on his policies, Wisconsin as a state, they were there was they were just talking about the Wisconsin vote. The reason why they didn't vote for Hillary is that Wisconsin as a whole under Obama was worse. So they were like, Well, it's gonna just be as terrible if it was under Hillary. So that's why they voted, that's why they flipped for Trump. Uh no, and I'm like, Well, no fucking shit. Well, right. it, it got better. Everybody got better. I hate to say it. Granted, I will. The, I've always said the this. The world in the United States was better under Trump. Take away the last six months because of COVID. Like literally, out of four years, all the Democrats can concentrate on is six months. Don't get me wrong. It's like they I forget mean, everything beforehand. Oh yeah, I appreciated everything. I mean, yes, was Trump the greatest president? He was the guy that the u.s needed at the time but the problem is is that the media became so toxic when he won and everybody became so damn toxic then you really started seeing the true actual divide between those that were republicans and those that were well Democrats. that started on but that started under obama obama's oh the one i that know really but it, all it only got you. worse well That's yeah because the left went further left yeah, like literally, the minute Donald Trump implement redid the Simpsons going down the escalator, it I swear to God, it's like you saw heads explode. Right. And it's like there's nothing you can do about it though. I mean Well, so what happened after he gets he gets elected. All of a sudden, they start investigating, and they found out about Cambridge and Cambridge Analytica, this company that parses uh, the data from Facebook about what people are looking up, what people are talking about, what people. And he formatted his message to that, and it was working. That's another reason that he did. Here's the thing: Obama did the same thing in 2012. He had these companies telling him what people are talking about on social media. So there was nothing wrong with Cambridge Analytica doing this. 
and but then you had uh house and senate investigations they were pulling jack dorsey and uh mark zuckerberg and um i don't know anybody else uh up on this asking what are you doing about misinformation they're saying it was it was russian misinformation where even the uh um analytics from the state department everything said listen there was almost no reach for any russian misinformation it was literally what they consider misinformation is people like me and you giving our opinions on something and they have a problem with opinions so you have facebook and twitter and everything not wanting to get in trouble putting all of these new misinformation policies in. And then you have, then they really ramped up when it came to COVID, when it came to BLM, when it came to all of this, because um, first off, they're leftists. And second, they are trying to use, you know, the, uh, they don't want to have, get in trouble with uh, the state department or anything. So you have the circular argument, and we're going to get to this when we talk about the uh, COVID shot that the CDC just recommended for all kids to go to school. But the rec- uh, basically, you have the circular argument where the social media, Twitter and Facebook are saying, we have to implement this because this is what we're being told needs to be implemented. And then you have the State Department saying, no, this isn't a First Amendment violation. We're just recommending these. Or there's uh, because we're recommending these, it's it's completely up to the companies themselves that are doing it. So you have the companies placing blame on the government. You have the government placing blame, and then you have leftists placing blame, saying, "Well, it's a it's a private company, and they can do what they want." Well, it's not, and that's where uh, Elon Musk steps in and says, "No, you guys, once you opened it up to the public." And you made this a digital public square. No different than if I went into the park, which is owned by my city, and stepped up on an Apple box with a bullhorn and started saying stuff. It's a public square. This is the digital public square. And it has a lot further reach than me with a bullhorn. And I... uh, Saying only these people can speak on our public square but not these other people, you know, one side can speak, but the other side can't, you're stifling free speech, whether you're, whether you're private or not. And that's where, um, that's where I think Trump stepped or not Trump, uh, where, well, where Trump was ousted because Trump didn't do anything illegal. He didn't say anything illegal. He didn't even say anything really that bad on Twitter. Remember they got we rid ju- of him we just because they don't want how... him to have a voice. Oh, yeah. So we were just talking about how, like, the left wants it one way, the Republicans. This is a prime example right here. So Ted Cruz went on The View, which, how, I don't know. And, like, they were, like, going at it. And they weren't even trying to come to an agreement. They were arguing. Right. 
No, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change, but we'll go to the did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and police cars well, were being yeah, firebombed? You Your it. position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, no. Here's the thing. We. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, again, they have such selective memory. We don't, we don't say that January sixth didn't happen. Well, like, they literally say that the quote unquote summer of love, and they call it the summer of love. Uh, didn't happen where these are mostly peaceful riots down. while there's a building on fire right behind them. Right, right. <laughs> they have such selective memory because anything that doesn't fit their narrative didn't happen. You know, they weren't they weren't the ones that were members of Ku Klux Klan. The Demo they, Democrats weren't KKK. No, no, that wasn't us. That was. That was the Republicans back when the Republicans were Democrat and we somehow flipped. See, they Oh no, we've already proven that the flip never actually happened. It's just a I, conspiracy theory. Right. Um but what I'm saying is is they can't defend themselves. So because they can't defend their own actions, they have to pretend that it either didn't happen or it was the other person. Um oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi's husband. Was attacked in his house. All right. We do not condone attacks on elderly people. No. Uh, I'm just to get Pelosi's, that out there. Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked in his house, in his underwear. My the other my guy was in is, his underwear. I just think the timing of this is so fucking wrong for the fact it's like right around the corner from being voting season. We are in voting season. We vote. In a week and a half. And also. I'm, I'm I getting. Think I think it's more of a political stunt than it is anything. But that's so, my opinion on it. Okay. So uh, Pelosi's husband was attacked in his house. According to reports. Uh, hacked by a guy with a hammer that came in through the back door. And both men just so happened, just so happened to be in their underwear. And it was the a wellness check that was called in to uh, to check on things by his housekeeper who heard a commotion. Um, the left is blaming this on Republicans and by quote unquote rhetoric. They always blame everything on rhetoric. Everything is about rhetoric. Uh, uh, what's their name? Uh, um, uh, Gabby Gifford gets shot and they say it's because, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, who was running for vice president, uh, in 2008, um, What's her name from Texas or Texas, uh, Alaska? Um, I'm not sure. Palin, Sarah Palin. That was Alaska. That's what I said, Alaska. Oh, I thought you said Texas. I, I did. Then I said Alaska. 
Um, so Sarah Palin, uh, you know, as a part of the 2008 uh, campaign, uh, you know, put out different uh, cities with uh, targets. These are our targets that we have to win. They use that as their reasoning that this leftist anarchist shot Gabby Gifford. It's all about the rhetoric to the left. You know, just like anything the left does is, isn't talked about, it's only talked about when the right pounces on it and they talk about the right pouncing. So um, here's, here's the 911 call, though, from uh, Pelosi's, about Pelosi's husband, where he admits that he knew the guy. Priority 910-2640 Broadway, Cross of Scott and Normandy. I have a 14-hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Scroll over back to copy. David's code 3 at 2640 Broadway for 14-hour. 15-hour also code 3. Everyone call the Bison Division Unit on scene 2640 Broadway. Special call, special call medic. So, so Nancy Pelosi's husband, what did, what was his name? Paul Pelosi? Paul. Paul Pelosi. Uh, confronted by a guy in his underwear with a hammer. His housekeeper heard a commotion. He, he must be talking in code because he says, I don't know who this guy is. His name is David. And he's a friend. So it's a strange code there. So he knew his attacker. And yet the left is going to jump on and say, this is because of uh, rhetoric, right wing rhetoric. These are, these are conservatives that are attacking Pelosi's husband. Um, make this make sense to me, Ryan. Hard. I mean, I mean, the rumor that Paul Pelosi is gay is really uh, starting to be more looking more and more like true than just a rumor. But I mean, I mean, in all reality, if I had if I was forced to be and stay married to Nancy Pelosi, I would try to get as far away from her as possible, even if that meant being gay. I'd be like, I'm taking one for the team because I can't stand, can't stand my wife. I'll take one for the, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll be the bottom. Maybe that's what they were fighting over. Who was the bottom? Who was the top? Who, who absolutely knows? And uh, but you know. Well, I don't think we'll ever find out exactly why. Um, eventually, we will. I don't know. Hopefully, the thing—the thing with this, this whole thing—is again, it 
comes down to they will use any excuse. And the and the weird part is is so many of their minions believe it. They believe all this. Whoopi Goldberg, I think, truly has truly done so many mental gymnastics that she has forced herself to forget that there was violent riots for six months, seven months, eight months in the summer and uh, spring, spring, summer, and fall of 2020. I think they completely convince themselves because they have to. They can't live in reality. They live in reality, and their reality is they are the bad guys. It definitely is going to be interesting. So, <laughs> you're like, I have no idea where you're going, Jason. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to. I'm still trying smile. to figure out why they were fighting over a fucking hammer. Oh, so many bad jokes I can make right now. The question is was it a physical hammer? Was it in. So. Well, you know, I, I I did hear that one of the uh, police officers that found the hammer had to put gloves on because he says it was a pretty shitty hammer. Dun, dun. Oh, I need the uh, pretty. Oh, where do we have that? There it is. Pretty shitty hammer. Oh, don't count that. Wow, he actually fucking used the drum roll. Um. <laughs> But that's the thing. And I think that's going to be a theme with a lot of stuff uh, tonight because have you heard the the latest spin on Fetterman? You, you live in Pennsylvania. You've had to have heard it from everybody. Dude, right now everyone's like, oh, I mean, he is so brave to... Yes do that debate after just having a stroke, you should no, no, and then I they're saying if, if you don't vote for him, you're ableist, you're ableist. So I watched the debate Tuesday. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Oz. I am sure shit not a fan of Fetterman. Um, so I, I feel like I'm forced. I have no choice. I have to vote for Oz. That's who I'm voting for. Because um, all Fetterman is going... I could never see Fetterman actually going to the Senate in Washington, D.C. and actually fucking trying to stand there and give a speech. He has to use closed captioning. To, he has ableist. to read what people are saying. Well, so someone's going to say stuff to, to him, but he's going to sit there and look like a, a big buffoon while reading a screen before he can respond to anybody. And according to a lot of 
people on the left, especially in the Twitterverse and that they're saying, well, all he has to do is say yay or nay. I don't care what his personality is like. All I care about is does he vote what I want? Well, wait a minute. Is That's just the opposite of what you were saying about Trump, that it doesn't matter what his voting is. He's an ass and therefore his personality and his, you know, who he is means, means something. You can't have it both ways. And then to say, well, he could get better. He could, he could get better. No, listen, if I, if I was trying out for a professional football team and during the tryouts, I break my leg in four places. Should I still get the job on the team over somebody that can perform? No. Why? Because my position on that team is dependent on my ability to do that job. And in reality, Fetterman... We all know who's running his campaign, who's actually running. It's well, not, that's all it's Bernie, not that's Bernie Sanders. No, it's his wife. Oh, yeah. His wife is running his whole campaign. His wife is the one threatening uh, uh, reporters for calling out the fact that he can't talk. He's not coherent. He doesn't understand anything. So just to kind of give people a, a little breakdown um here's uh here's some highlights from that as lieutenant governor you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in washington what qualifies you to be a u.s senator you have 60 seconds hi good night everybody for those that missed it yes he literally just said good night to everybody yeah I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Issues with the people of Pennsylvania. As a doctor, I listen to their ideas and I want to talk about them. When John Fetterman brings up houses, the irony is he didn't pay for his own house. He got it for a dollar from his sister. And he hasn't been able to, to earn a living on his own. He's lived off his parents. So it, it, it doesn't, it's not a topic that we should be debating on the stage. We should be talking about crime and inflation, issues that are hurting Pennsylvanians that they're talking about at their kitchen table. Uh, it, uh, let's say he, uh, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own Italy. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? This one is pure gold. Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. On to- um, so he defended himself about saying he didn't support fracking by saying, I do support fracking. I do support fracking. I do support fracking. They can't, they can't see you nod. The people listening, Ryan. 
I, I watched I watched it and I swear to God I was I I I felt pain. I felt so much fucking pain in that because the fact that it is is that it's it I had a feeling that he really wanted to to come out and show show himself and really put on like ooh I'm Fetterman I'm blah 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 I'm the I'm man like, of the people I wear a hoodie and fucking basketball shorts to all my fucking campaign videos. Um, my thing is, is that he had, he should have bailed. He should have, I, I figured his health should have been a bigger concern. Fucking drop out, fucking rerun in two years. Actually have a real doctor and not your campaign contributor. The person that quote gave him a doctor's note said he was in good shape to go they they fucking found out that he, he donated a large chunk of change to his contributions and i'm sorry you can't fucking do that no that's no different than doctor shopping for uh you know a, a note for getting out of uh jury duty or doctor shopping for drugs or something like that um the man is not healthy like I want to make jokes and make fun of him, but I don't know. I mean, it's almost sad at this point. Here's some more. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continuing with you, Mr. Fetterman, your opponent. I don't even understand My, that question. I, I, that was the part that hurt the most. Is like when he talks, you, you, you had to like literally read in between the lines of his conversation to figure out what the fuck he is talking about. Yeah, because well, it's then like you have you have this. I like uh, that people actually uh, put this to song because it's weird. It's like my, almost once again, I would just like to say that I my campaign can't go wrong with Chumbawamba for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania. They ever got knocked down. They had to be made to get back up you know i've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits he literally used chumbawamba in this my debate. thing is he never apologized for when he was mayor and he put the shotgun to that kid's chest that supposedly Fit the description. Oh, that's right. I did hear about that. And it's like they asked him about that on on the stage, and it's like he he fucking avoided answering the question. And it's like 
Really? Really want to do it this way? All right. I mean, terrible at doing it, but you know, if it was the but if it was the other way around, and Oz had done that, fucking a, he would have been nailed to a cross. You know, what's really strange? This is, according to five thirty eight. I have the uh, the screw up on the video. So you look at October 2nd. So we're about a month out. Fetterman is up five points. Oh, yeah. Then they get closer. They get closer. They get closer. According to 538, Fetterman is still up one point. But there, I think on that, I think there's an error of like three or four. So yeah, I mean, I don't remember what the. Uh, usually, it's an error of two or three. So yeah. But um, but some of these, if you look at some of these polls, so uh, right here you have uh, the coefficient. Fetter or Oz is up forty eight percent to forty five. Um, the Wick poll. Oz is up 4845. Uh Insider Advantage has Oz up 4845. Yugov, which is CBS, has Fetterman up 5149. So Oz is up by you know two or three in uh so in these polls. But then when you get to the polls that show Fetterman up, like Franklin Marshall College has Fetterman up by five points. Oh, that's going back to October 14th. Okay. Um, you know, and uh, so Fetterman right around October 26th, which was last week, everything flipped and is showing that Oz is up. So in the average polls going all the way back to the beginning of October, Fetterman is up by one, but it's looking like Oz is starting to pull away. And uh, I don't know. You're in that state. So, I mean, does everything come down to Pittsburgh? Like in Michigan, everything comes down to Wayne County. It comes down between Philly, Pittsburgh, and Erie. Um, That's usually what it comes down to. So, um, but I don't think, I mean, they, they say that fucking Fetterman's going to win, but yet I don't, I don't see how, I don't see how at all, at all. It's just, it's just honestly in my eye, it's just going to suck. I think I think what's hard right now is um, myself and a lot of people, especially conservatives, that are in states that are currently ran by Democrats are losing faith in the elections and election tampering. Well, I mean, 
look what Hillary Clinton did, like, not that even that long ago. She's talking about how, like, what the Republican Party has already figured out a way to steal the next election. And it's like, how how can you claim that? Unless you know that there's a way for them to steal an election. And all. Um, Yeah, all eyes are right now on Pennsylvania. Only for the simple fact. And it's not even the governor's race people are are watching for. They're watching the Senate race. Because, yes. it, it It will hurt them more if Oz becomes the next Senate. Yes, the Senate for Pennsylvania is, I think, for the last, what, decade has always been a Republican senator, where our governors have been, have been uh, Democratic, but hell, I think this year may be the first time in a while it's been a Republican governor, Republican senator in a while, so that's going to be interesting. You think the, you so you have a governor race too then? right now yeah wolf wolf is well this this was last wolf's last thing so right now it's josh shapiro and uh that's right i did hear that name and i heard shapiro is uh um expected to be the winner he was a terrible ag you look at philly look at philly as his uh as his just do as a as a uh attorney general he fucking let that place turn into a fucking it looks like san francisco without the poop app (laughs) um let me look up uh where um pennsylvania governor race and i-38 yeah so looking at the uh the pennsylvania governor race and at 538 as of right now shapiro is up almost yeah he's still up and um you know latest one coefficient has him up 10 points wick has him up six points but shapiro won't debate him either can they get away with that? Michigan, they can't. They have to. They have to. They debate. haven't debated yet. From what I've noticed, I haven't seen them debate yet. So, let's see here. But now, the bad part is, is a lot of times when you have a governor and a senator, People are going to vote straight tickets. So if people are voting for Shapiro, a lot of times they won't split their ticket. They'll just no. go right down the line. Um, and so that's called pulling uh, the candidate across. So Shapiro could actually pull Fetterman across, even though Fetterman is down in the polls. Um, same. Uh, uh, yeah, they have it. Yeah, from what I'm finding here that uh, they haven't done their debate yet because they can't agree to terms. Uh-huh. Um, 
Meanwhile, in Michigan, we've got fucking like Christ. This she happening. got her ass eaten alive oh, in I that know. debate. Yeah. I mean. So Whitmer, Whitmer is a shitty, shitty governor. Um, she lied through that whole fucking debate. And somehow, like, literally, when we're talking about lying, she, like, completely rewrote history. She, like, rewrote what happened, like, throughout During the whole COVID, time of yeah, the 2020. Like, you know, yeah. Like saying, like you know, well, I never locked anybody down. I never did this, and you know, you're going. Tudor Dixon's like, yeah, you just heard everybody make an audible gasp in their house watching this, because we all remember. I remember Whitmer not allowing us to go buy paint, not allowing us to buy stuff from Home Depot, not allowing us to go to our vacation homes. Or <laughs> this was the funniest one. Um, she told us all go out kayaking, but don't go out on your boat that has a motor. So let's all kayak and congregate kayaking, but not go out fishing. That's and she was, she ran Michigan because she was able to find a obscure, uh, law made for wartime saying that she didn't need uh congrats she can uh basically keep uh, a state of emergency powers for as long as she wanted normally in michigan it's 30 days and then after 30 days uh uh it has to get approved by the senate by the or the michigan legislature um she found this you know obscure law that was written in in uh like 1945 or 46 or something like that for world war two saying basically saying, Hey, if there's another war and we don't have time to debate stuff, yeah, you can keep that emergency power during wartime. She used that to keep COVID going. It took a Supreme court ruling to strip that away from her. And then she just passed everything off to the department of health and human services. So it wasn't coming from her desk. It was coming from her de desk Whitmer's desk to the health and human services desk to telling the cities what they have to do. So now all these mandates are coming down at the city level from health and human services instead of directly from Whitmer, but they were all directly from Whitmer. Oh yeah. Um, so, and then we have this happening in Michigan. Democrats are violating election laws to influence the outcome of the 2022 midterm elections. How do I mean this text message here? From Marshall, with Progressive Turnout Project, is paying Democrats $250 a week to rally your friends and family to vote. This is illegal, Marshall, and this is what happens when your policy sucks and nobody likes the direction that you're taking the state. You have to pay people to come vote. There's just one problem with that. It is illegal. Check this out. According to the Michigan election law, it is a misdemeanor to promise valuable consideration to any person to get them to come and vote. So Marshall is violating the law. How many text messages was sent out with that little message? Oh, we're going to find out as well. But of course, the Democrats are up to illegal activity because their policy sucks. And they have to try to get things like, you know, the vote by out in order to, to even gain votes in the first place.
Yeah. It's like the shit that happened in Georgia during the 2020 when they were doing the, what is it? Not the, yeah, the governor's race. The governor's race? No. Or was it the Senate race? The Senate race with uh, Warren. Yeah, where they're like, oh, yeah, if if you vote for blah, 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 I'll give you money. That's buying votes, motherfucker. That's illegal. Right. And that's why they had to put in their bill their, uh, after the 2020 election that basically said you cannot give any compensation to people voting. And then you had, uh, you know, the left going, well, then they can't, they won't even let you have water. You, you have to stand in line without water. That's voter intimidation. You just can't have a fucking like picture of the dude's face on the water bottle. Right. And say, Hey, vote for this person and I'll give you water. You can't do that. Oh, lots. I hate. So here's, Oh. Oh, Speaking of pain people. <laughs> oh no. Hot mics. Hot mics. So Chuck Schumer got caught on a boom mic. So Herschel Walker is another one, very similar to how I said, uh, you know, because governors, people will vote straight down the ticket um, just because we're humans. Humans are lazy and I don't want to have to think about, you know, jumping back and forth. They'll vote straight down the ticket. Well, um, the governor uh, in Georgia is going to win. I mean, he's... Oh, he's Brian pulling. Kemp's going to beat the Brian shit Kemp's... out of fucking Stacey Abrams. Again. Um, she, she, but no, but... It... But she is the president of the universe, according to Star Trek. <sighs> she said that there's so much voter suppression. Fucking Georgia has the highest voter turnout. Early, Early turnout, turnout ever. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Voter suppression, my ass. How can you have the high vote turnout and voter suppression at the same time? Well, according to Corrine Jean-Pierre, she said uh, you can have both at the same time. Um, But she didn't follow that up. How? Like, I really wish someone would have said how? Um, But uh, so that's another one where I think walker is gonna go away with it because not only is he ahead but because of the voter turnout for the governor that the governor is gonna pull him with him oh yeah he's gonna drag him along um and i think that's you know that's gonna be the case in a lot of places michigan we're we're gonna stay you're gonna stay i mean there's a a, quite a few but um. Yeah, that hot mic. I mean, that's telling. 
that's telling that Chuck Schumer, Biden, the Democrats, they're worried. They're worried about what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, it's a wave. And, and, and the thing is, the wave is growing. The red wave. Oh. Every time you look at the news, look at the polls, look at everything, the red wave is growing. The red wave is growing because what are the Republicans running on? We're running on inflation. We're running on uh, border security and drugs. We're running on crime. We're running on, uh, you know, the stuff that matters to people. What are the Democrats running on? January 6th and abortion. Student loan debt. Student loan forgiveness. Oh, student loan forgiveness. I can't wait to get my check. I'm going to get my check in two weeks. Oh, my God. All right. So, honestly, the Department of Education would have been better off saying that they're going to just go in the system and just take off. Like literally just drop some numbers. Right. Now they're talking about Joe Biden announced on Friday that they're going to be mailing checks out in the next couple weeks of the $10,000 to $20,000 write-off. I'm sorry. You're going to mail people fucking checks? No one's going to spend their fucking check on student loans then. No. No. You want to talk about making inflation that much worse also on top of everything. So basically. And then everyone's going to still cry about their fucking student loans because they're like, right. But you got your check. Oh, but I used it to catch up on my bill. You should have fucking paid off your your shitty fucking like liberal arts degree or whatever. Fuck. The. The thing with student loans, I've always said, is it's not it, it's not the, the student's fault that they're in debt. It is actually the federal government's fault that they're in debt. Because the federal government adjusted laws in the late 80s, early 90s, and then got more implemented in the 2000s, where the Department of Education became the full lender of the debt, where now that the schools took notice to this, and said, oh, they're they're writing on the debt? Fine, we're going to up our tuition costs. That's what happened. They need to go back and fix Senator Biden's uh, legislation that he put forward and was passed. The thing- and I will say, Senator Biden at the time made it to where schools can play the system to get more money for the same degree that they would have gotten in the 80s for a third of the cost. Right. And them just sending a check out. And then you have people that are struggling. They're going to be like, oh, I got $20,000. I could pay off my student loans or I could buy a new car. I could put groceries on my... I can pay off debt. That's not my student loans. Right. And and you know what? Since, and I know I'm in this camp because I have student loans that I haven't had to pay in what, two years? More than oh, two yeah. years now? Um, yeah, almost. Almost two years. Almost A little over two years. two years. Something. 
It's been a long time to the point that I don't even remember what my student loan payments were um, because it's been so long and it was always auto debited. So because it hasn't been taken out of my account, I just completely for forgot what they were without looking back. But um, here's, this is according to the Hill, President Biden on Thursday predicted that a court fight over the student loan forgiveness program would quickly be quickly resolved and that borrowers would soon see their refunds materialize. And quote, we're going to win that case. I think in the next two weeks, you're going to see those checks go out. The federal appeals court rule ruling last Friday halted the loan forgiveness program and stopped the administration from dispersing relief while the court considers challenges from six Republican states. The federal district judge had dismissed the case days before, ruling that the six attorney generals representing the states did not have standing to sue because they did not demonstrate that the policy directly harms their state. So this is a part of, part of law. You cannot sue or uh, make a claim just on principle. So, you know, um, say somebody is, uh, you know, whatever the, the issue is, uh, and I know it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad call. It's a bad case. It's a bad, whatever, a bad law. I cannot sue, uh, somebody else or something unless I personally have been affected by it. So I, I understand why the means. states are suing. I 100% understand. So the Biden administration came out on September 29th. Heed this date when I say this. They announced on September 29th, the FELP loans, which are, they are called family, they're federal family education loans. They're the old federal loans. They were done through the Department of Education, but the loans themselves were guaranteed by the servicers. So that means the loan's not with the Department of Education. It's actually with the state that's actually saying, no, you can't do this. So on September 29th, the, the Biden administration, the Department of Education came out and said, you must consolidate your loans to a direct federal loan by September 29th for it to qualify. You're going to tell people on that day that they have to do that they have to you consolidate. You have to do something How that takes take 30 to, to 60 days loans? to complete. Yeah. To, I'm sorry. You can't you can't wish in one hand and shit in the other and expect an even balance. I, and that fucking baffles me. And if they, I, I would hope they would correct him and say that we're just going to electronically deduct the amount off your account. And not send yeah. people a check because it's like, I'm 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 assuming. Okay, so this is me making an assumption, and with this administration, 
I shouldn't. But I'm assuming that these that he just misspoke. He had a Bidenism, and that that's actually I'm really what hoping going to do. I'm 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 really hoping that he his brain fucking had a spark and he fucking said the wrong words. Um I don't see people paying their I see the people that get the funds that want to get their loans paid off paying their loans. But then you have and the thing is you have that people have nature it's built in. It is greed. That's why it's one of the seven deadly sins. Greed and gluttony. You have a big fucking amount of check given to you by the federal government. You're like, I can do whatever I want with this now. Once and it's in my you, account, it is, I can do whatever I want with free. it. Right. Yeah. According to... Uh, According to my state, it's and the federal uh, IRS, it's tax free. Yep. So it's like you're getting twenty thousand dollars, and you don't have to claim it either. That's a that's a car, food, possibly a home. That's a do- oh, that's a good down payment on a home. And then you're going to go on Twitter and be like, I'm so far in student loan debt, I can't see my eyes. You got the money, right? Yeah, but I had to buy a house. Or I had to pay off my other loan that, you know, is behind six months. Uh, I, I can't make it more sense. I said, look. The roots of the evil of student loans is the federal government. The universities took far more advantage of the federal government than they should have been allowed to be. Well, they they took advantage of the students because the money was guaranteed through the federal government. Yeah. So, so they the school upped. can care less if you can. Yeah, the school can care less if you can pay off your loans. They already got paid. Yeah. The think about this: what would what would school be? What would college cost if instead of uh, taking a loan out from the federal government that the money went directly to the school right then and there, like a regular loan? If you had to take the loan out from the school and pay them back over the course of a lifetime. Yeah, right. Would the school be so easily raising their tuition and going, we're going to raise everyone's tuition to $500 a credit, knowing that three quarters or maybe even half, let's go half, won't pay them back, will die before they can pay them back? Yep. Or, Or you take... Um, friend of the family, retired, got social security, has student loans. Guess how much their social security is now because of student loans. 
because now the student loans are actually being garnished directly from their social security check. It's not even like they get the check and then have to pay social security. It's their social security check dropped down to almost nothing because the government wants them that money back and they are going to basically take from Paul to pay Peter because it's social security. <laughs> another another uh, uh, unfunded liability paying the student loans, which is basically an unfunded liability. How fucked up is that? And so, yeah, um, I, I, and then at, at another point, um, do you remember, I think he had this interview on maybe Tuesday or Wednesday last week, Biden did, where he actually said the Senate passed it. He was talking about the fight over uh, student loans and uh, see if we can find that quote. Uh, where he misquoted and he said the, um, you know, the, uh, when they passed talking about the Senate, when they passed student loan forgiveness, um, Biden said that the, uh, Senate passed student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Um, Oh, he got fact-checked by CNN. Did he? <laughs> yeah, so on the 24th. So he made the announcement on, on the, the 29th, 29th of September. CNN fact-checked him on the 24th of October. So it was a fucking almost a month later. Um, oh, no, no. he. Uh, this is CNN uh, saying... Uh, on the 24th, uh, let's see if it'll play. Biden falsely claims that he got student loan forgiveness passed through Congress. It's false because yeah. I can tell you already how it's already false. Because so back in 2003, George W. Bush passed an act called the HEROES Act, which is acronymed for the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students. In that clause is mainly for war, but there's a clause in there for pandemic for yeah. up to a hundred thousand dollars per soldier or per person affected. They were using COVID pan as the word pandemic, literally just the phrase COVID pandemic. To justify using the HEROES Act. The problem is. Is they made this announcement. After they fucking already announced. The pandemic is over. Yeah I remember that. Uh, Peter Ducey called out. Kareem Jean-Pierre on that. Saying how can it both be over. And still going for this. So here's uh, what they have on CNN. Let's see if it plays what I mean. I've just signed a law. being challenged by my Republican colleagues. The same people who got PPP loans during the 
for up to close to, in some cases, up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand. I mean, excuse me, uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get ten thousand written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. You got it passed by a vote or two. Uh, and then right after that, it says false. Um, the thing, the thing is, is how. I mean, this guy's so used to lying that he doesn't even remember the reality anymore. Again, we're going back to Democrats. They don't like reality because reality sucks for them. Therefore, they're going to rewrite history. Yeah, I hope they can rewrite this, what's happened in New York, though. This is going to be interesting. So, you saw New York State well, the Supreme Court came out and said New York State must reinstate unvaccinated employees for back yes. pay yes. if they were fired because they did not get the COVID shot. That is a win for the city of New York, for all those people, all the nurses that were told that they were now the enemies for working during the pandemic without a vaccine, working all those hours, all the policemen that were out there still doing their jobs during the pandemic, all the firemen, the EMTs, so forth. You know what? Good for them. But then the city went to the appeals court and they kind of paused it. You can keep talking. I'll play this after. And uh, But I think... A hundred percent. But the thing is, it's going to set precedent for the United States. Everyone's going to be like, state of New York did it. Right. Do it again. And the thing is, if your state has a union and all your members that were fired because they didn't get the shot and they're all still unionized, the union will step in and be like, well, New York said yes. And there, and it's going to be just a state of precedence on it. Right. This lady, I like this lady. I've seen this lady yeah. before. The city of New York appealed a New York Supreme Court ruling that would have reinstated and given back pay to city workers who were fired for choosing not to get the COVID vaccine. This appeal means the unvaccinated workers won't get anything back yet as the appeal keeps the mandate in place. Here's the thing, how this legal battle plays out could set a national precedent. I spoke with a New York firefighter, Paul Schweit, who was put on unpaid leave for 11 months because he didn't get the COVID vaccine. How does this affect you and other New York City employees who, who went from hero to zero in the blink of an eye? Uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Once this appeal process plays out, we have a tremendous amount of hope that they're still gonna stick with the same ruling. But until that time, People are still being placed on leave without pay. People are still being threatened with termination. So there's you know, two dozen firefighters that are still um, terminated as, as of this point that are still suffering. Mm -hmm. And until this appeal process is done, 
you know, it, it doesn't really help anybody. Paul was recently allowed to return to work after receiving an exemption for an allergy, but his organization, Bravest for Choice, is keeping a close eye on how this appeal plays out as it could set precedent for other cases. So the uh, the thing is, is they have to, part of this is they have to hire back those that they let go. Give them back pay and hire them back. Um, they have no choice in it. Using the firefighter as an example, when they let them go, do you think they just said, oh, well, now we're down a person and did nothing? No. What do you, what would anybody do if somebody gets let go? They hire another person. I think which... the state would go bankrupt because an economist came out, estimated over $300 million because of all the back pay. Not only do they have to pay back pay, but now they have two people for one position for all the people that they left go, let go. Because then they just went and hired somebody that said, hey, I got my shot. Hire me. Yep. So either, which means either they have to like uh, uh, fire the person that got the shot because they can't afford to um, hire two people for one position or they have to pay two people the same amount for the same position that they weren't expecting to. This is, this is great precedent. Um, and this should, the thing is, I think we called it years ago, like in the beginning, I said, this shit's going to backfire drastically. Oh, yeah. And I can't, I honestly thought California would be the first one to have the backfire. But New York is a good second to start yeah. this ball rolling. Um, um, well, and even backfire, look at Oregon. They might end up having the first Republican governor in 40 years because so, of COVID. Yeah. So was it because of so COVID backlash? Even though they've been a Democrat and if a Republican takes over, is it already too late? I said, look at the city of Philadelphia. City of Philadelphia has been Democratic, has been blue, and looks horrible. And they're on precedent also looking at a Republican taking over that area. The question is, is it too late? Is it is it too late it's, for them to come in and try to fix it's not? How okay, far so gone is it, though? Look That's at, the ultimate look at question. New York City. New York City. Mind you, New York City was so bad in the 70s and 80s and into the 90s that they made movies about dystopian futures about New York. They made gang gang movies. Uh, Escape from New York was in New York for Unfortunately, until Rudy reason. Giuliani came in and fucking took over. And then over. what happened? Yeah. Then they brought in a Republican, Rudy Giuliani. It, it did take him years. It, it took him both his terms as mayor of New York City. But he, he cleaned did up it. Times Square. He went Times Square. You for a long time you didn't walk down Times Square. You I think he's the first one to get implement what stop and frisk right in the beginning. He which is now illegal, but he's the one that part of the way that he did he did it in multiple ways. One of them was stop and frisk. The other one, he flooded the city with police officers. 
Yeah, um, he, to he the point that many budget. many stations, yeah, many stations. Because listen, the first line of reducing crime is police presence. You have a so much police presence that you know you make it hard to commit crimes, or you make it the the risks too high. Oh, and yeah. that's exactly what he did. Then Bloomberg came in and, you know, we've had nothing but leftist sense again, Democrat sense, and New York is becoming a shithole again. You know, right, right down to the, the latest uh, quote-unquote pro-police um, uh, mayor. And... You know, he's talking about he's going out to clubs and everything. And uh, while he while New York is basically burning, he's going out to clubs and he was called on it. And his excuse is, well, I spend billions of dollars here a year at our club scene and everything. So why not? Like, really, that's that's your excuse. Um, So can it be done in Oregon? Uh First off, I used to live in Oregon. Here's the strange thing about Oregon. We talk about one place basically ruling. If you look at the county by county, most of the counties in Oregon are red. Um, uh, look at a map. It's a red state with the exception of Portland, Salem, uh, and out on the coast where I lived, where all the hippies moved from California. Uh the problem is, is Oregon is not that densely populated of a state. And where they are densely populated is in Portland, primarily in the suburbs, which vote Democrat. And that alone overrules, you know, a big contingent of the state that's red. Um, them getting a Republican governor and possibly House, um, that could be a big turnaround for Oregon because when even when I was over there, we were seeing businesses leave Oregon constantly for Utah or not Utah, uh, Idaho. Because everything that Oregon wasn't, when it came to businesses and manufacturing and all that, Idaho said, come on over here. We've got lower taxes. We've got less regulation. We make it easier for you to do your business. Um, so Oregon might turn red. And the reason Oregon might turn red is the same thing that we were talking about. Oregon's governor, what did she do? Brown. She shut down the state. Everyone had to wear masks everywhere, outside, inside, in your car. It didn't matter. If you were if you were climbing a tree a thousand feet away from anybody, you had to have a mask on because, you know, COVID was that deadly, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Even after we knew it wasn't. And it's because of control. People saw that these Democrats used COVID because, I'm sorry to say, Democrats are the real fascists. Democrats are fascists. They want nothing but power. 
fascism. Look it up, people. What is the what is the definition of fascism? Really, we're gonna do this. We're gonna really. So, uh, political philosophy movement or regime that exalts a uh, nation and race above individuals and stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. That describes every democratic governor in the last well, two years. I mean, and president. I mean, look at what Mussolini, Hitler, Stalin. Um... You know, yeah, they were communists, but. Communism and fascism are basically the same thing. The communism is just the economic part of fascism. Look what happened what, in China. What, they had their world form, and they were voting. Xi Jinping fucking had his uh, successor removed and thrown in a concentration camp, I guess, or yeah. taken out. Yeah. Right before they announced. I was like, you know. That's just saying, I'm staying in political power and fuck you and get out. And it's like, yeah. Hmm. But what did what did these places do? I can use my state as an example because I lived in it and I lived through it. Whitmer took all power. The uh, Michigan legislature was not able to pass or do anything during COVID. Oh, yeah. She assumed all power. She arrested uh, barbers that spoke up against her while she was getting her hair cut. It happens. You know, that these governors, you know, the, the true measure of a person isn't when times are easy. The true measure of a person is when times are tough. And these Democrats showed their true character. And it doesn't look good. And I think they're going to feel it in November. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you. So, I was was listening on TikTok. There was a kid upset. Someone called off, and he had to work a full eight hour day. Oh, Oh, dear God. That's it? What? I was like, my thing is this generation that's coming up honestly thinks they're doing something that they are the next revolution no 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 no. you're not you yes you are being public about it you're getting on the yes you are using social media to your advantage yeah but you can't tell me I'm in between Generation X and the first set of millennials. I yeah. I I codify for Generation X because my field of fucks flew away on a balloon. Um, yeah, I it's, love. I, it, 
but the thing is, is that yes, I have responsibilities. I have things I have to do. Do I like doing them? Fuck no, but I do them anyways. Um, you know, but the thing is, uh, this meme. Let me find this meme. This meme has been everywhere. I don't know if it's a meme. It's a picture. Uh, you know, the circle of hard times. We, we and, hard, and it does ring true. Times. Hard times create hard men. Hard men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And it's basically what the generations are. We are we are down here. I think we're I think we're in between uh good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. The thing is everyone forgets Yes, okay, boomers boomers stayed alive longer than they should have. But I think that's every Generation X purview um, to them. But you know what? Fine, they're here. Great. Um, we'll get over it and move on. I think, I mean... If you're going to protest, actually protest, protest knowledge and uh, know what you're protesting against. I think I did one protest and that was 2012, 2011. Yeah, um, I did uh, some Tea Party protests in 2010. Well, I, the only protest I was going for was against uh the federal government and the FCC with SOPA. Oh, um, yeah. That was it. I mean, that was my only one because that that was the defining of freedom of speech. This right here. This yeah, platform. Us being able to, to speak our minds. It doesn't matter if we have five listeners or 500,000. We're still able to speak our minds and get our voices heard. And all. Uh, and that, and I mean, and circle that fucking shit back. Look at what Elon Musk did with Twitter. He he unstrapped the bounds of fucking Twitter to allow freedom of speech to flow once again. And say whatever. If you back it, you can have that. That you can have that soapbox. You can have that decorum. I could say whatever I need to say. You don't like it. Okay. Tell me why you don't like it. Let's have that discussion. Let's have well, a back and forth. The other if we thing meet in the middle, we can meet in the middle. The other thing about Twitter that's different than the public forum is I have a mute button. No, I do. I don't use that so much on Twitter because I don't really post on Twitter. I just read. But on Facebook, I do that all the time. On TikTok, I do that all the time. I don't post on TikTok, but I'll comment on stuff, and then I get a bunch of leftists say stuff. I just don't look at it, or I mute them because I don't want I don't want to block people. I want them to see what I have to say, but I don't have to listen to you. You, if you don't like what I have to say, guess what? You can mute me. You know, and that's that's the thing. We. All of this 
what's going on right now that we're talking about with the elections and with COVID and with all that. Imagine what things would be like right now if people were able to say what they wanted. If information from these doctors that were silenced was able to get out. Many of them still did. They use platforms like podcasting and Joe Rogan and uh, um, stuff like that. But, you know, being able to get these, you know, we just found out not that long ago that the CDC knew right from the beginning that the COVID shot, the quote unquote vaccine that's not a vaccine, didn't protect you from getting COVID or transmitting it. We knew that from, they knew that from the beginning, and yet they silenced anybody that said otherwise. That's why Elon Musk needed to take over. Somebody needed to take over Twitter. And information will find a way to get out. The question is, is will it get out before too much damage is done? The left doesn't want it because they say it ruins our democracy. No, this is what democracy is. Is free discussion. And the best ideas will rise to the surface. The only reason that you want to stop quote unquote misinformation is because you don't like what the other person has, has to say. If what they said was truly wrong, like what, Biden said about uh, passing student loans by one or two votes in Congress. It'll get called out. It'll get shown that it was fake, that it was false, that it was wrong. But if you silence it, I'm sorry, that makes you fucking Hitler. Because that makes you Mussolini. That that makes you Xi Jinping putting people in jail that dare to speak out against what you think and you don't want to them to have the people to have the option to see that they were right. The, the world that we grew up in I think the last great generation was right at the beginning when the internet was just coming out. Because now that it's out, it it has turned everybody into... Uh, it's turned everybody into something that people should not be and all. I understand the internet and, the, and this kind of world is... Very nice to be behind, be able to behind behind your computer. The thing is, I am not saying anything. I can't say anybody anything to anybody's face. Exactly. Um, my thing is, there's a lot of people out there that like to just pit, have the keyboard warriors, and but yet. The minute you're face to face with somebody, you you can't you can't do it, at all. Because if that they is said your, what they said on, if they said to you, if they said to normal people what they say online, they'd get punched. 
the thing is that I think they're trying to antagonize to get that to show violence and um all right you want you want tolerance I think conservative people are more tolerant than people realize because as like Ted Cruz said I mean you have the summer of love that was on fire in Wisconsin Oregon we didn't cut out a piece of Seattle and turn it into a area that no one could get into um I sure as hell don't want to be Canada. Granted, yes, Canada has weed for everybody, but Trudeau is just fucking up that country itself. Um, well, I mean, you know, and let me pull this up. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, the violence and uh, the summer of love and, you know, all of... Uh, all of that, and then they come and say, you know, well, the violence is coming from the right, the violent rhetoric, the violent rhetoric. is astounding. Here's Do that. you guys remember when lefty politicians threatened violence against their political opponents? No? Allow me to remind you. And you know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. You gotta be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and and punch him in the face. But I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If you're in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish you were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says the protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. <laughs> Man, advocating for violence and the death of a sitting president. Hmm, I'm pretty sure that's a punishable crime, right? However, none of those people were charged. But you know who was? A guy who said the exact same thing to Biden. And he was charged. Isn't it weird how selective the justice system is? He's not wrong. No. I mean. No. Because, again, the left thinks that anything they say is correct. And they, they have this belief. And this is why I don't doubt that they're going to try some shittery with this election. Because they believe they need to do everything to stop the other side from winning because 
they believe that their side is completely right. And if the other side is so wrong and they get power, then, you know, they, they believe that's the end of the world, even though they're the ones that are causing all of the problems. And was it you that told me the theory that uh, Civil War never ended? It just became I political. did say the Civil War never ended. The Civil War is on a treaty. Yes. It is on you a You know pause. what? And I, you're not the... So after you said that, you know how, like, if you stub your toe, you keep stubbing your toe and you didn't re- don't realize how often you stub your toe? After you mentioned that, either my phone was listening to us or... <laughs> I'm just now more aware of that because I swear I've seen at least three different articles about the Civil War basically um, never ending and being on. So there um, are three. There are three wars technically on pause. Uh, <laughs> history will. We'll, we'll tell you. Uh, one is Civil War. The second one is the Korean War. Last one is the Cold War. So one of the articles that I read said that it's not on pause. It just changed um, the battlefield. It changed the battlefield. It went from a physical battlefield to a government battlefield political and when the and when they say the south will rise again what they're talking about is the ideas of the south will rise and win out by taking out their opponents in politics to where they take over the whole country see you have to remember uh what was it during the Civil War, after the Civil War was over, the Republicans of the North moved south because they've already made their millions. Well, the Democrats of the Dixiecrats of the South went north. That's why everyone feels like there's a party switch. They didn't switch their beliefs, they just Not, switched they where they were living. Yeah, there wasn't an ideological switch. No, and all and, the Republicans and a little bit more covert about it. Oil. Yeah, they're they're more co- covert about it. They're still racist. They still believe that uh, you know black people are inferior. Otherwise, they wouldn't be giving them all of this free money to buy their votes. And that's what so, the Democrats do. To where the Republicans here, we believe what, when, everybody is equal, black, white, so, or otherwise. So Trump was Trump was the racist one, right? So remember during his presidency, he was able to budget in for the next 10 years. What was it like $10 million a year or something for historical black colleges, right? Yes. Yep. You know Biden cut that budget by a third, right? I didn't know that, but doesn't surprise me. So he went in and readjusted and reallocated the funds that Trump had given to these schools. 
fucking Clinton didn't do anything about it. Bush didn't do anything about it. Obama didn't do anything about it. Trump does something about it. And then Biden undoes some of it. So... Well, look at look at the inner city welfare. Look at uh, the uh, fatherless rate. Look at all of that with uh, uh, the minority population. That's all brought about by Democrats. Uh, Planned Parenthood was originally came about to by Mar- I think it was Margaret Sanger to as a form of eugenics. To she was racist and wanted to uh, slow down the growth of the black population. And where oh, sorry. most it was of the four, I, I was really wrong. It was set to be $45 billion to HBCUs. And then it was decreased. That's a big difference. That was back in October to 2021. Billion? Hmm? That's a big difference, uh, ten billion or ten million to forty-five billion. Yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry, I misread the M for a B or a B for an M. I flipped my. Uh... So, because he took some of the money for his American Rescue Plan. Yeah. So he took money from schools. For doesn't make help me make it make sense, people. Make this bullshit Please. make sense. Please call in and make this make sense. Honestly. Uh so all right. Any last things you want to talk about, or I can start loading up some uh TikTok videos. Let's take a look here. Hold on. Well, we can talk about the vote about CDC real quick. So we'll talk about oh, that while yeah. you're also loading that up. So we're aware that CDC decided to, in the dead of night or middle of the day, do a vote to try to have the states include the COVID vaccination schedule for children five and up to get the COVID shot to attend public schools. So currently, you know, some of the vaccinations that you have to have uh, for public schooling is uh, MMR, measles, mumps, and rubella. Uh, I think polio. Cough is, polio, whooping cough is in there. Um, here's some that uh, aren't, uh, like HPV isn't uh, required uh you have your hepatitis shots. Yeah. Um, um, Chickenpox isn't on there, but it is available. Um, my son got the chickenpox vaccine, and you know what? I am so grateful for it because my parents were both telling of my me kids about got it. the chickenpox vaccine. And I was like, oh, I mean, at least you won't get shingles when you're older. I mean, like when I was a kid. My parents sent me to my friends' houses to spend the night if my friends had chicken pox. I don't think mine did that, but they remember. I still have a scar on my arm from chicken pox, I guess. The from scratching them? Scratch it, yeah. Um, and, uh, like you know. The schools and- knew, like, 
eventually we were going to be out of school for chicken pox. Right. Um, so here's the thing. All of those vaccines are, you guessed it, vaccines. So, you know, the chicken pox vaccine, guess what? My son has never gotten chicken pox. He's had kids in his class have chicken pox. He never got it. You know why? Because it did what a vaccine does. It told his immune system, hey, this is bad. Don't get it. In right. layman's terms. Uh, this COVID vaccine is different, though. All of those vaccines, the reason that they have to have them for school is so that you don't protect the child, but you protect the community. Because, trust me, uh, I just went through this, what, three weeks ago, was it, when I was really sick? Uh, and I was telling you, um, you know, because from a cold. I mean, it was a virus. It was a cold virus, yeah. basically. But it went through everyone. I'm a substitute teacher. I'm not immune to getting a virus, a uh, cold virus. I was really busy because all the teachers were out. All the kids were sniffling. I had kids that literally had like snot bubbles coming out. And I had to like tell them like, Ed, you need to blow your nose. Like this is gross. Um, so all of these vaccines are to stop community spread. We also know, not just from studies and, uh, you know, what we can see with our own two eyes, contrary to what the left and the media want to tell you, the COVID shot, the Fauci-ouchie, does not prevent you from getting COVID, nor does it prevent you from spreading it. At best, it's a therapeutic that makes the symptoms not as bad. Just like when you get a cold, you take Theraflu or the flu, you take Theraflu, which has stuff in there to make the symptoms not as bad. Um, so the fact that they're telling or they're recommending, they're not telling, they're recommending the states and the schools uh, to mandate it to go to school is abhorrent because we already know kids are at an ultra low risk of having issues with COVID. We know getting the shot isn't going to protect their parents or grandparents or anybody else that's around them from getting it. If they get it, doesn't protect the other people. So outside of their payoffs from pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer and Moderna, there's no reason for students to take it. Now, here's where that circular argument I said happens before. So you have the CDC that says, oh, we don't tell anybody what they have to take. We just make recommendation. Then you have the schools that do tell you to take it, but they put the blame on the CDC saying, oh, we have we follow the CDC record. We have to follow the CDC recommendations by putting the blame on the CDC, not on themselves. You know, contact you know, the CDC. I've noticed something. You contact I was... the CDC and they say, no, we don't make uh, any rules. We just make recommendations, contact the schools. So ultimately it's going to come down to the schools. So, but, so the CDC's version of co or the, 
the FDA approved version of the COVID vaccine actually has never been made and distributed throughout the United States. It's sitting there. They're only using the emergency use, but the emergency use authorization is about to expire. So the actual FDA version is about to, should be released. And they're talking about between $119 to $130 a shot before insurance. Yeah, you're going to tell me this is not about money. And they put this on a fucking schedule. Fucking bullshit. Right. I get now the flu shot. Flu shot's not mandated in my school district. They recommend I don't get a flu shot. uh, My son doesn't. My wife doesn't. Um, I do because, uh, I have noticed that, uh, it hasn't stopped me from getting the flu, but I have noticed, uh, when the flu, because of wrestling goes through like wildfire, uh, the years that I've gotten the shot, I haven't been bad. Like I basically, it feels like a cold. Um, yeah, but that's just me. I get it myself. I don't get it to do that. Um, I don't know what my son's school district is going to say or do. I'm hoping that they reject it, but who knows with this uh, school board. We're talking the same school board that brought in the uh, National Guard to test kids. My son's school actually brought in National Guard members to test them for COVID rather than hiring nurses at the school to do it. So, and their, their excuse was, well, the governor offered it. Why wouldn't we take it? Because you're putting fucking military in our school, dipshit. Um, so we had a long discussion and, uh, actually it wasn't that long. I want to say the discussion probably took 45 seconds to a minute and a half. And then the rest of the time it was me and my wife bitching about the COVID shots, but we uh, we had a discussion. We already pulled my son twice from school. We won't pull him this year because they can't mandate it for this year. But if they do mandate it, he'll be going into middle school next year. If they do mandate it, um, I guess I will no longer be substitute teaching. And if they mandate it and have like a no excuse where you can say, no, I'm not going to take it. Like, I didn't know this. Uh, I guess a lot of school districts basically say if the parent says signs a thing that says, no, we're not giving our child, you know, we're not getting our child vaccinated. They'll accept that just like they would a religious or uh, any other exemption. So if they make it mandated with no exemptions um, or only religious or something, uh, my son's going to be homeschooled or go to a private school for the rest of his young life. We'll pay to send him to a private school or I will stay home and teach him. Yeah. The nice thing is, is, the nice thing is I talked to a lot of friends. Uh, My brother was just bringing this up. He is sending his children to a uh, private school. And in their um, four-year-old preschool at this private school, 
they now have um, over 200 students in this sure. one private school's preschool because the parents in his town, in his city, so many of the parents now don't want to send their kids to the public schools. Oh, yeah. So they're sending them to this private This private school is making bank. I don't and, doubt that whatsoever. And if we can ever pass vouchers where rather than paying taxes for the school you don't go to in your city and get that money to send your kid to a private school, it's going to get even worse or better depending on your view for parents to be able to send them to a private school. Because the only downside that we talked about sending them to a private school is you're talking about $10,000 a year. Oh, yeah. Easy. Well, one of the ones we were looking at was about $10,000 a year. Um, so, and then the same thing, uh, depending on your state. In Michigan, there's no curriculum for homeschool. But there's a lot of homeschool resource curriculum guides for teaching your kids what to teach them in each grade. And you can buy books. My wife, when we homeschooled them, we had a library of uh, books, social studies books, math books, all of that. Um, and my son got tested. You know, he, he did the, the test and he's ahead of the uh, national average in everything. So. See. My kid, my kids didn't actually end up losing any time during COVID. My kids were still full time in school, which was great. Um, so, but it comes down to the governor, whoever is running your state, to say, "Hey, this is what we're doing," and that's that's where that's when things are going to get questioned. Um, do what's right for you. If you feel like you want your kid to have the damn shot, then get the shot. If you review how the the how the literature is and how the science really isn't showing the effectiveness of the shot, then don't. Um, again, it all comes down to you. Um, right. On that note. Let's play some let's play some videos. Playing some videos. Some of these are kind of untopical, but they're kind of uh, interesting. So here's the first one. Or so says the Pope. There's a sentence I never thought I'd oh, yeah. say. Yeah, Pope likes porn. Pontiff was speaking with seminarians on Monday when he admitted that even priests and nuns watch internet porn. <laughs> seminarian sounds like a dirty word, but it's not. <laughs> Anywho, Pope Francis says that porn is a vice of all people. And interestingly, he did not explicitly ban his holy brethren from watching pornography, but just instructed them to be careful. However, the official stance of the Catholic Church is an all-out prohibition on explicit material for priests and nuns. That's, uh, so that's, that's one of those, um... Uh, yes, unfortunately, I grew up in a Catholic Guess church. It keeps the priests uh, away from the altar boys. That's what I was thinking. Um, you know, porn, we're human, and as part of human, 
Either you get sex or you get porn. Sometimes both, but usually it's one way or the other. Uh, let's just say, especially for guys, I don't know. Maybe women are the same way, but I'm not a woman. I can't speak on that. But for guys, as uh, some people like to say, we got to keep our pipes clean. Sometimes you just got to do that. Um, I find it shocking, though, that he would condone it. But um, if it keeps him away from the altar boys, more power to you, I guess. Um, All right. Okay. One week by bare naked ladies, specifically this part. Oh, I love this one. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. Which of the following is he trying to imply? One, that I myself will attend a funeral and will find myself laughing. Two, that he and I will both be at a funeral and I'll see him laughing and be like, oh yeah, he really is the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Or three, is he saying that he will be laughing at my funeral? If three, is there something that he knows that I don't? Are bare naked ladies threatening to kill me? BNL, I await your response. Well, Jake, it's a good question, and I'm glad you asked it. You see, um, this song was improvised. A lot of stream of consciousness stuff just came off the top of my head, and then I edited um, the lyrics down and, and just took what I thought were the best parts. This is actually uh, a super specific reference to a, a kind of a sad, strange moment in my life. I lost my older brother who uh, died in a motorcycle accident and uh, it was a very upsetting time. I was at the funeral and I didn't want to hear anything like when God closes a door, he opens a window. I didn't want to hear anything like that. It was uh, sad, tragic and senseless that my older brother lost his life. And uh, in the middle of the service, the pastor said, an untimely passing like this reminds me of the words of the rock band, the Leonard Skinner. If I leave here tomorrow, will you still remember me? And I looked over my shoulder. Tyler Stewart was behind me and he went, Skinner. And I laughed because I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. I, I, I would have really laughed too if, if, if I turned back and a friend of mine said Skinner. <laughs> Uh, I told I told my wife at my funeral uh, when they walk my casket out I want them to play the Halloween theme I'm not being buried so I already told my wife I, I am to be cremated I, pro I think I told her that too but um, they still have a funeral um, so a uh, friend of mine uh I've had way too many funerals this year. This took a really weird turn. I really should have watched that whole video before I played it. Um, but uh, he got cremated, but they actually had a uh, open casket for a funeral. And then they took the casket out and we just went to lunch. Um, we didn't, uh, you know, cause then they took it back and got it, got him cremated. But, um, yeah, I want the Halloween theme. Like, I, I want I want to, like, do stuff to, like, really shake it up. Like, you know, maybe play bare, make, play bare Naked Ladies 
play play one week there at some point or just start quoting them so god that was that was a really weird weird one um i don't know what the next one is ah this was funny this one if you're listening to this you might not get it right away uh we'll explain it afterwards but if you're watching this is hilarious all right explain the problem to me okay i can't get out of my belt all right now i got in it but i'm trying to find where to push and i'm pushing right there and it's not going down so i tried the other side and it's not going down i tried squeezing i tried going below it i i i can't get out of it mind you she's trying to unbuckle herself from her vehicle on the door side of the seat. What do you think? I've never had this problem. I I know. Y'all see, you get me out. Well, we might have to call Cadillac. I don't see a button there for you to push. Now, I've had this seatbelt on before. Uh-huh. And I've gotten out of it. And you use your left hand to get you out of it? Yeah. Not your right hand? No. Why not your right hand? Because I use my right hand over there. Uh-huh. I only have two hands. Could you push? Could you when push? you buckled it in, what yeah. hand did you buckle it in with? I pushed it down in here. Show me. And try I your, heard it click. Try your right hand. I can't get my right hand over there. Try your right hand on your right side. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't believe it. (laughs) Well, that's really stupid. (laughs) I feel like that's how biden is trying to get out of a vehicle i feel like if i like was just, really fucking high i think i'd probably fall in that same that same uh <laughs> scope of how the fuck am i supposed to get out of my seat um <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen a seatbelt where you buckle yourself on your left side well on the door side i should say because if you're in the passenger seat, it's the left side, but on the door side of the seat. Because it always comes over your shoulder from the door side. I don't. I don't know. I feel stupider watching that now. I think I lost. Hey, did you get the clerk's video to download that I sent you? Uh, yes. Uh, I didn't grab that one though. Do you want me to play that at the grab end? that one? Because that shit's funny. I love. So I watched. Clerks 3 hit streaming the other day. I fucking bought it and I watched it. It But keep going. I'm I'm still trying to It's uh it it it, it touched me cuz you have to remember Clerks Clerks 1 to Clerks 2 was a 10 year span. From Clerks 2 to Clerks 3 was another fucking 10 years. And it was, and Jeff Anderson has never been one for doing the social media thing. 
I don't even think he liked acting. I think he got wrapped up in it and then he got stuck with a character. So probably because I can't think of anything else he's been in. I've I've seen, I mean, I've gone on his IMDB and I've looked at some of the stuff he's done. Um, it's not a lot, but so let's play this real quick. Y'all, look at this. Charlie Crisp will do to Florida what Joe Biden has done to America. <laughs> That's Moran. That's Moran. I feel like whoever made that either knew, like they were on the opposite side and sent it out, or they really weren't thinking about it, what they said. Are you frozen or did I, are you just being quiet? I think I lost Ryan. So while we wait for him, we're going to play the next one. Uh, let's see here. Full Jason is still, there we go. Hey, I'm back. I got blackmailed. <laughs> Ryan would love that. Did you see that one, Ryan? No, I froze for some weird yeah, reason. Yeah, I know you froze. Let me play it again. You'll like it. Well, I remember this one. So, so the they're in a, calls in the... Yeah, well, it's a, it, a kid uh, in a high school uh, was going to race uh, one of the uh, officers at the school. One of the, uh, um, what are they called? I can't remember the name. Uh, police officers that works at the school. So as he goes to uh, race them, <laughs> officers like, "I've got a black individual. I got a black male running." It's funny. All right, next one. We need, we need a new classification for firearms. That's just like that. No, it could not have possibly have been. But it was. That can't. No, he just kicked him four feet back. That's no. Yeah, but it was his leg. That's a gun. So basically, this is a this is a joke. Uh, it's the ATF after uh, it was a Muay Thai training, yep. and uh, he did a push kick and pushed the guy back about four feet, and and then it pretended to be the ATF because the ATF to. Uh, um, designate guns oh that's another one i should bring up before we go so i gotta find i gotta find the uh the atf video um i know i downloaded it somewhere but uh they 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 like to uh they like to reclassify guns and uh yeah so uh the, this guy now is talking about ATF reclassifying the guy's leg as a gun. I always love the people that talk to me and go, so you have a black belt. Uh, does that mean you have to register as a weapon? Uh, no. No, that's oh, not yes. actually a thing. That's the Kung Fu Child. The Kung Fu Child. So this one has no video, uh, so no uh, real audio to it. But uh, we will explain this afterwards because this is hilarious. Uh, 
the question is, or the statement is, uh, little girl defends herself against Biden with a kung fu block. Biden goes into sniffer. He's getting in position. He comes up and everybody is kung fu fighting. Your mind becomes fast and lightning. What did you say? Yeah. God, Biden is so creepy. She was kung fu fighting, all right. It's so creepy. Like this random girl, he gets down and he's like, I'm coming in to sniff you. Like, what the hell? He's still sniffing little kids. Like, that's so. What's a sniffer? Always a sniffer. It's so, it's so creepy. Honestly. All right. Last two. So this one and then uh, your clerk's one. Got a rifle. As you can see, everything's in there. It's a 14-inch, 14-and-a-half-inch barrel that's been pinned to 16. Got a nice banana clip. Perfect rifle. Click. Well, th- this looks like the same. What's different here? All right, this is an SBR. This is illegal. You'll go straight to jail for this one. Pay your $200 tax stamp or go straight to jail. Hold on. We're going to go back again and see the difference between this one and the, the previous one. Click. All right, so this one's a rifle. Click. This one's an SBR. The stock. Actually, it's the, the stock is the only thing that's different. It's the exact same fucking gun. But it's the same gun. No, no. They just used a different stock on the bomb to justify it. Okay. I don't understand. There was another one, but I don't think I could download it, so I don't have it. Uh uh of the them reclassifying pistols this is a pistol this is not a pistol this is a short rifle well i mean even though joe biden did say he he wants eight rounds in a bullet so i i would love that i want that bullet though (laughs) if i could get eight rounds out of one bullet yeah i'm for it especially at the price of uh bullets right now Right? So. <laughs> Jeff Anderson talks about meeting the Hobbit actors. I'm bored out of like an actual debate between you guys or whatever we have You are definitely the Lord of the Rings question answerer. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was in the script. Uh, I know a lot of it changed when we were on set. There was a lot of uh, mixing around of lines and stuff. <laughs> Speaking of Lord of the Rings, like um, I, I just started doing the cons this year, like I, I've never done them before. And uh, when we did our first con, and the Hobbits were there. <laughs> Brian and I went in and took a photo with them. And Brian's holding up an onion ring, and I'm pointing at it, and we're like, This. I don't get excited about a lot of stuff, but I love that photo. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that photo. What I did there. It's funny because there have been fans that have come up to Jeff with the Lord of the Rings box set for him to sign. <laughs> but here's the touche about it. Before they get to the actual Hobbits to sign, so then he would write on the box before them, 
all they did was fucking walk in this movie. <laughs> but that's fucking true. Sean Ashton. It's the quote from <laughs> Clerks too. There was a guy who came up to my table and he said, you know, I, I have the VIP pass to get a photo with the hobbits and it allows me to bring somebody. Would you come with me? <laughs> so he was holding up a sign that said, even the trees walked in those movies. And I <laughs> Okay, so yeah, even the trees walked in those fucking movies. I I will tell you when they came out with Clerks 2 in that line, I cheered so much and my wife initially like immediately as soon as that line was said, she her head snapped at me because I had been saying for years she loves Lord of the Rings, which I don't get. Um, because I've been saying for years, it's nine fucking hours of them walking. Yeah, there's a couple battle scenes. But really, had they have taken a right instead of a left, they could have avoided 90% of those battles. Because all they did was walk. Um, now that brings us to conversation yesterday. Uh, my wife and my have son. Have you seen Clerks 3 yet? Not yet. No. So don't spoil it for me. Um, where's it's streaming? on Voodoo. Is it on Voodoo? Okay. I was going to say, where's Voodoo. it streaming? Um, so I started playing D and D with, uh, my wife and my son. Um, so I'm a newbie. Uh, not that it's not fun. I love it. It's actually really, really fun. Um, I'm just new when it comes to memorizing. Like the people I'm playing with are like, I pull out and they have these cards, this spell to do this. And I'm like, I want to roll this and see if I can move forward. Cause I don't know what to do. Um, Evidently, I've come to the conclusion, when in doubt, just burn it. Like, fire fixes everything, or, you know, is like the ultimate everything in D&D. But, uh... I remember when I played D&D, my ultimate goal was to, uh, fuck with the, uh, the dungeon master. Yeah. Like, when he would do stuff, I would think outside the box of, what can I do to fuck with him right now see that was my fuck up his story that that was my goal too that's always my goal like my goal is let's let's make things and uh so as we were talking last night she's my wife was the dm uh dungeon master and so she mapped out like where we go where these like you know where something is and uh that we run into and this and where this is and she was asking like you know what can we do better and I said, well, this, this one, you know, it was like five hours and I'm like, it was, 
kind of I was getting bored and she's like why are you getting bored and I go because all we did is fucking walk it was worse than Lord of the Rings it was Lord <laughs> I'm like it was Lord of the Rings had they have taken a right instead of a left because she's new to dungeon mastering she loves uh, she plays in like five different campaigns but she's new to dungeon mastering and so like I told her I'm like you're like your job part of your job uh in my opinion should be to make it she's like well how can i make it exciting i'm like fuck with us like honestly like look at any look at any uh look at die hard or look at any movie what moves the story along what makes the movie exciting is when shit goes wrong so like at one point i when, even tried when that proverbial shit. monkey wrench gets thrown into the gear right. <laughs> And that's what I said. And she's like, well, you guys never went into like any of the traps or any of the, you know, stuff. And I'm like, then you guide us, you force us. Like, you know, I said, you know, rather than, okay, uh, what are you guys going to do next? And like, okay, I guess we keep walking in the direction we're going. Um, Say, okay, you get about 20 paces and all of a sudden there's an avalanche. What are you going to do? You know, like do something like that or, like I, I said, I tried fucking with us and it didn't work because my son was there and uh, one of his creatures, I guess, that he can summon is uh, a Firefox. Not the not the uh, thing on Windows, but um, like an actual fox that is sure. made out of fire. And uh, so uh, I'm like, okay, so... During this, we got, I got hit, I, I got drunk at the tavern and he was all proud because he's like, can I drink in this game? And then we're like, it's a game. You're not actually drinking. Just your character is yes. So in the game, don't anybody take me out of context here. Uh, his character got drunk and somehow I talked him into, Hey, let's see what happens if you turn into a Firefox and run around the city. And so he turned into a firefox and he started running around and i'm like okay shoot some fireworks into the air and he shoots fireworks and i was like yeah fireworks go up in the air and everyone oohs and ahs and then i'm like okay then i'm going to bed and oh no the roof caught off fire oh my god what, it just spread <laughs> that's what i said i'm like i set that up for you perfectly to say one of them landed on the roof and it caught on fire now everyone's pissed at you and you have to figure out how to put out the fire and the fire spreads to someplace else and like you know now you have to sleep out in the woods you can't stay at the tavern and i'm like you know do things to fuck with us that was the thing with lord of the rings lord of the rings was we're gonna walk 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 and okay everyone's bored let's throw something in to fuck with them for you know a short amount of time and now we're walking and we're walking and we're walking like that's it i i even tried watching the new show on netflix and guess what the new fucking show is just walking and climbing i mountains. did watch no it's on amazon i did or watch amazon sorry i did watch it i did like um how they are picking up when sauron first lost his first human form and now how he's come back as a different human form and they're expl they explained it very well that's the thing and then, but that's like the first movie it's walking and explaining everything no no and i understand through, that through dialogue dialogue is boring but my thing is 
but they they explained because was in the I remember reading the first Hobbit. They were talking about how the elves created the rings first, and seeing seeing them accomplishing that that was kind of neat. But yes, a lot of it was fucking walking, or right. dwarves. And that's digging. the thing with Lord Lord of the Rings <laughs> is it may be a great book. I don't read, so it may be a great book to read because of all of that. Because you're reading the dialogue, you're reading all that. So your mind yeah. is filling in the gap as a movie, as a set of movies, as all this one, each movie is what, like three hours long and they need a freaking intermission in them. The first one I actually saw in theater and uh, at one point I actually left, went cause it was at a mall. I left the theater, went to subway, got a sub and came back and I said, what happened? They go, nothing. Like, it was like a half hour later. All right. So. Speaking of yeah. walking, I think we should call this. Um, it's been a yeah. fantastic night. Um, we. At the beginning, I thought we were flying through all of our stuff. I'm like, dang, we're not going to be able to talk for two hours now. It's two and a half hours. So, all right. With that, uh, let's uh, hit the hit the music and uh, get some contact info. Don't forget to get a hold of us. So. This is Fire Talk Radio Podcast, and you can check us out on firetalkradio.com. You can email us at firetalknetwork at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 814-380-9820. You can always check us out live on YouTube and Rumble. Hit the like and subscribe button to find out when we go live. And subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting and streaming platform. We can only count to four. We can only count to four. We can only count to four. We can only count to four.